Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Breaking news tonight, settling scores. The president lashes out, attacking prosecutors, even a federal judge, as he praises his attorney general for interfering in the Roger Stone case. What he's saying tonight about the possibility of pardoning his longtime friend. Plus the surprising lesson the president says he learned from being impeached. Six-year-old vanishes. The other breaking news, she was seen getting off her school bus, and an hour later, her parents say she was gone. Tonight, the desperate search and why the FBI is now involved. Off to the races. Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, and Amy Klobuchar riding high after finishing on top in New Hampshire. Joe Biden comes out swinging, fighting back from a fifth-place finish. Plus, after spending hundreds of millions of dollars, why is billionaire Mike Bloomberg now doing damage control? Targeting your children. The new lawsuit against the country's biggest e-cigarette maker, Did Jewel, try to hook kids with slick ads posted on popular websites. Football players charged with rape. Two members of Ohio State's team accused tonight of a vicious attack. Dangerous flooding, dramatic rescues in Texas. Drivers pulled from their cars as severe storms drenched the south. The weather alert's just out tonight. And she went around the world 5,000 times. Is her next destination the moon? We speak with record-setting astronaut Christina Cook. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news. President Trump is testing the independence of the Justice Department, thanking his attorney general for taking charge of the case of his longtime friend Roger Stone in an attempt to keep him out of jail. It's a highly unusual move for the president of the United States to lash out at a career Justice Department lawyers involved in such a case. Stone, who first urged Trump to run for president more than 30 years ago, was convicted by a jury in November on seven federal charges. Charges. But late today, the president claimed Stone was treated horribly. The president's attacks appear to be part of a larger post-impeachment surge. Paula Reed leads off our coverage tonight. President Trump shrugged off allegations he interfered in the Justice Department's handling of the Roger Stone case. I'm not concerned about anything. Attorney General William Barr reversed course Tuesday and sought a lighter sentence for the president's longtime friend. Four federal prosecutors resigned from the case in protest. They ought to go back to school and learn because I'll tell you what the way they treated people. The Justice Department insists there was no coordination with the White House. But this morning, the president congratulated Barr for his involvement. Attorney General William Barr ought to be ashamed and embarrassed and resign. Democrats charged Barr with enabling an abuse of power. I have formally requested that the inspector general of the Justice Department investigate this matter immediately. The president also targeted the judge overseeing Stone's case, prompting a rare rebuke from his closest ally, Senator Lindsey Graham. I don't think the president should have tweeted about an ongoing case. But yesterday, the president penalized the U.S. attorney who oversaw Stone's trial withdrawing her nomination for a top job at the Treasury Department. Democrats say the president's behavior proves he learned nothing from impeachment. He can abuse his office. He'll never, ever be held accountable by this Senate. That was the lesson. The president was asked this afternoon what he learned from impeachment. He said the lesson that he's taken away is simply that Democrats are crooked, vicious, and never should have brought impeachment charges in the first place. Nora. Paula, thank you. Tonight, there's a lot of soul-searching going on in the Democratic Party after the stunning results in the New Hampshire Democratic primary. Bernie Sanders won a tight race over Pete Buttigieg, with Amy Klobuchar making a late surge to finish third. It was a bad night for Joe Biden, who now desperately needs a win. And tonight, news that Elizabeth Warren's campaign is shifting strategy. The race now heads into a crucial stretch, with Super Tuesday just three weeks away. Ed O'Keefe reports tonight. With one caucus and one primary down, the Democratic race for president is set to become an even sharper ideological clash. Liberal Senator Bernie Sanders, who won New Hampshire by about 4,000 votes, is vowing to broaden his support beyond the 26% he earned last night. Few of your competitors, looking at the numbers, will point out, well, he won overwhelmingly four years ago. You know, last time, four years ago, I ran against one person. This time we had eight people. Former Mayor Pete Buttigieg, a moderate who has a narrow lead in the delegate count, warned again today that Sanders will alienate too many voters. Uh, this is not, I think, a moment to further divide the American people. Uh, this is a moment to rally the American people around the changes that we need. Next up is Nevada, where Buttigieg is doubling his staff to 100. 
Third place Iowa finisher Senator Amy Klobuchar says she's expanding her team there too after raising $5 million in four days and surpassing better-known names. We have beaten the odds every step of the way. As for former Vice President Joe Biden... It ain't over, man. We're just getting started. He now argues that the nomination can't be won until bigger, more diverse states have a say. In a new ad, he's promising to push forward. Let's take back this country now! So, Ed, is this a fight essentially for the ideological soul of the party? It is. And look, last night as the results were coming in, rival campaigns, as Sanders kept pointing out, he can't top 30 percent. And if you add up the moderate numbers from Buttigieg, Klobuchar and Biden, they surpass him. So it suggests that at some point some moderate will emerge to take him on. But everyone I talk to says it won't happen easily or quickly. All right, Ed, thank you. There is one candidate in the Democratic race who wasn't on the ballot in New Hampshire. Billionaire Michael Bloomberg is running an unconventional campaign fueled by his own fortune. But he's now facing controversy over his policies while mayor of New York. Nicole Killian is with the campaign in Tennessee, where early voting began today in its Super Tuesday primary. Campaigning in Tennessee today, Michael Bloomberg um, expressed regret for comments from 2015 about New York City's controversial stop and frisk policy. Why did you say what you said in that 2015 speech? Um, I don't think those words reflect what, uh, how I led the most diverse city in the nation. And uh, I apologized for the uh, practice and the pain that it caused. The former New York mayor said he's not worried his comments could hurt him with voters of color and today rolled out endorsements from three members of the Congressional Black Caucus. We're going to do very well in the, in the African-American community. Bloomberg has been digging into former Vice President Joe Biden's support among African-American voters, which has fallen to 27 percent since December. Biden is now trying to shore up those numbers in South Carolina and beyond. You can't be the Democratic nominee and you can't win a general election as Democrat unless you have overwhelming support from black and brown voters. It's just really simple. Bloomberg is here because Tennessee holds its primary Super Tuesday and early voting starts today. Some voters of color who attended his event told me they were bothered by his past comments while others just want someone who can beat President Trump. Nora. All right, Nicole, thank you. Tonight, the FBI has joined the search for a little girl from South Carolina who's now been missing for two days. Hundreds of police have fanned out across the area. Janet Chamlin reports on a new video of the girl. This is six-year-old Faith Swetlick getting off her school bus Monday afternoon. A little more than an hour later, she was gone. Last seen playing in the front yard of her Casey, South Carolina home. Police released the images today in hopes of getting more tips and home security video. Why can't it be an Amber Alert? At this point, we have not ruled out that Faith could have wandered into the woods playing, gotten lost, and has not found her way back home yet. Faith's face is everywhere, but the little girl, nowhere to be found. The search is expanding tonight. More than 300 officers from 20 law enforcement agencies are now going door to door beyond her neighborhood. And the FBI has joined the investigation. There is no evidence the three foot 10 inch, 65 pound first grader was abducted from the home where Faye lives with her mom and grandmother, Ruth Collins, who did not want to be seen on camera. Oh, my baby bag. We gotta find her. It's just really hard. 
Lindsay Vaughn's son Beckham is Faye's friend. How is the community reacting? It's just sick. Just worried sick over it. Tonight, police have taken the extraordinary step of blocking off the entire neighborhood where Faye disappeared from only residents can come and go. One sergeant told me it is the largest law enforcement operation he's ever seen. Wow. wow. Janet, thank you. Heavy rain and snow created dangerous conditions across the country today in Kansas. A school bus packed with fourth and fifth graders flipped on its side on an icy road. 16 kids and one adult were taken to the hospital. No serious injuries reported. In Fargo, North Dakota, cars wiped out in blizzard conditions. Farther south, several people had to be rescued from cars on flooded roads in Fort Worth, Texas. Today, the Massachusetts Attorney General said she's uncovered the strongest evidence to date that e-cigarette giant Juul targeted children in its online advertising campaigns. In a lawsuit filed today, the Attorney General claims Juul bought ad space on well-known youth websites. N Nikki Batiste tells us exactly where these ads popped up and what Juul's saying tonight. These mock-up ads of young-looking models fashionably holding jewel devices were uncovered by Massachusetts prosecutors who say the e-cigarette company explicitly targeted teens. Jewel knew it was selling to kids. Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healy says the ads were part of internal documents found during an investigation. A Juul customer service representative even told underage customers in Massachusetts how to get around our laws. According to the lawsuit, Joel rejected a marketing proposal targeting adults and instead adopted a campaign like this aimed at a cool crowd. The company also bought ad space on youth-focused websites, including Nickelodeon, The Cartoon Network, and Seventeen Magazine. At today's press conference, 19-year-old Emma Tigerman talked about her Joel addiction. Unfortunately, I will have to consider myself an addict for the rest of my life, and that is at the hands of Joel. In a statement to CBS News, Joel says, while we have not yet reviewed the complaint, we are working to combat underage use. Our customer base is adult smokers. Massachusetts State Attorney General is the ninth to sue Joel. E-cigarette companies have a May 12th deadline to apply to the FDA to continue selling their products. That review is expected to take a year. Nora? All right, Nikki, thank you. We've got some breaking news now from Ohio State University. Two football players have just been dismissed from the team after being charged with rape and kidnapping. Adriana Diaz on the disturbing details in this case. The Ohio State University football players, Amir Reap and Jocelyn Wint, were booked into this Columbus jail late last night after turning themselves in. The criminal complaint alleges that on February 4th, a 19-year-old woman was having consensual sex with Reap when she stopped, stating she did not want to continue. Detectives say Wint then entered the room, and Reap, after asking if Wint could join, pushed her down by the neck, and the two men allegedly raped her. Afterward, the report says Reap told the victim to say the incident was consensual on video, as he was laughing and she was crying. Denise Alex Bozunas is with the Columbus Police Department. She was unsure if she should go ahead and file charges or not, and that's what happens in a lot of these cases. Reap is a cornerback and Wint a safety. Both are 21 and played in more than 30 games for the Buckeyes, with one more year of eligibility. Attorney Sam Shemansky represents Wint. The charges are outrageously false. He's wrongly accused. He shouldn't be in jail. 
We haven't heard back from Reap's attorney, but police tell us that one of the reasons why the woman has second thoughts about coming forward is because the suspects are high profile as football players here. They'll have their first court appearance tomorrow. Nora. All right, Adriana, thank you. Today, astronaut Christina Cook says she's a bit sore, but adjusting well to life back on Earth. She just completed the longest single flight by a female astronaut nearly 11 months in space. Cook was also part of the first all-female spacewalk. Well, today we spoke with her in her first interview since returning from that historic mission. It was the smile that said it all, one that has inspired a new generation of girls to reach for the stars. Did you dream of being an astronaut and going to space when you were a little girl? I actually don't necessarily remember a time when I didn't want to be an astronaut. I loved things that made me feel small, things that made me contemplate our place in the universe. This wide-eyed girl, now in her 40s, given the opportunity to see this planet in a different way zipping around the Earth every 90 minutes at more than 17,000 miles per hour, with 16 sunrises and sunsets each day. What was the view like? You know, it was so incredible, um, not only the physical beauty of what you're seeing in the Earth, but the things that it brings to you and the perspective of, of the fact that that is our one home for all of humanity. The journey allowed her to see the power of Mother Nature and pay tributes to those we've lost. It's given her a front row seat to history, making her part of a unique club of just 15 women who have walked in space. Do you look at yourself as a trailblazer? Sometimes I joke that having the longest record for time spent up there is really just about not defying the laws of physics because I didn't necessarily have a ride home I could have hopped on. The grit and the stamina that you possess where does that grit come from? I actually credit one person, and that's my grandmother. My grandmother is an incredibly hard worker. They were farmers, and um, so I always like to think that I'm hopefully making her proud. With this mission, she stepped into history and now hopes to be the one to make the next leap. The next frontier is putting a woman on the moon in 2024. Would you like to go? A mission like that would be such an incredible honor. Does it have to be just one woman? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Let's just go for the, f the full woman crew. <laughs> and her message to aspiring young women, follow your dreams. Live the life you imagine. Um, do what you're passionate about. Do what you love. Be true to yourself. A great message from her. Tonight, encouraging news on the coronavirus. The rate of infections has dropped for two straight days. More than 1,100 people have died and more than 45,000 have been infected, mostly in China. Nearly 40 new cases were reported among passengers and crew aboard a cruise ship in Japan. That ship will be quarantined for at least another week. A father accused of running a sex trafficking and extortion scheme out of his daughter's college dorm pleaded not guilty today to federal charges. Lawrence Ray is accused of sexually and psychologically abusing his daughter's roommates at Sarah Lawrence College. Prosecutors say the evidence includes explicit photos and videos and prostitution ads online. Tonight, the National Safety Council is calling for seatbelts on all school buses after the release of this terrifying video. This was from an accident in Ohio in December where students were tossed after the bus was hit by a car. Eight students were hurt. Most states do not require seatbelts on school buses. This video is probably going to change some things. Wow. 
Right now in this country, 113,000 men, women and children are waiting for organ transplants. The call for donations is growing louder as one more person is added to the list every 10 minutes. Jonathan Vigliotti met a man who has answered that call time after time. Eric Steger's devotion to his faith is only matched by his commitment to life. Hey, Hello, my friend. Jeffrey Kurtz Ledner, a patient at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, found that out when Steger gave him 60% of his liver. It saved his life. You were making the world a difference. But that's not the first time he's shown such generosity. A blood about 140 times, one organ, the liver, and then one bone marrow transplant. Two transplants, 140 blood donations. Why? It's uh, all toward saving human lives. Steger's rabbi, Israel Hecht. It's something that makes everybody proud to say that they know somebody that takes an ideal um, and turns into action. Extra three-eighths. Steger tutors math when he's not giving of himself. His gifts, for the most part, are anonymous, as are the recipients. But this letter came to him four years after he donated bone marrow. What stood out to you in that letter? The fact that this person is now leading a normal life in retirement. You gave somebody a happy retirement and their life. Yes. After all he's done, there's no other greater gifts. Steger has as much life to live as he has to give. So you're not done, it sounds like. Not by a long shot. Not by a long shot. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News. Sunnyvale, California. That's a man with a very big heart. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, otherwise known as Valentine's Day Eve, how did this 104-year-old Marine end up with more than 100,000 Valentines? It is quite a story. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.